Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Four oh five Monday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVABQ dot FM Rock of Talk dot com. Five fifty fifty five hundred broadcasting live from the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Glad to be here with you and yours to kick off this extravaganza and this second quarter here of broadcasting excellence right here in the Kiva. As always, we have uh, D Doubt Muska as well. You can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Don't forget. We are SoundClouding, Spotifying, and stitching directly at uh, rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget you can download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Become a subscriber for less than 20 cents a day at rockoftalk.chat. D-Dowd Hour 1, Friday fun turns into Monday all into one because we have the championships. We had the Grammys yesterday. We had uh, the Saturday, Super Saturday of basketball as well, as you guys can see see behind me ladies and gentlemen that is the place where they had the route 91 i believe i'm pointing exactly at the uh i believe 28th floor if i'm not mistaken i'm exactly on the 28th floor right where my apple pencil is at rock of talk tv and uh, that still has yet to be solved doubt how are you uh, very good. Just uh, coincidence, Eddie. Yesterday I uh, bought my ticket. I'm flying out to where you are now for my week of 50th birthday celebration in uh, August. My sister and brother-in-law are meeting me in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. It is so fabulous. It's pot fabulous. It's ghetto fabulous. It's woke fabulous. If you're ready to spend, if you're ready to spend an a, a god obscene god amount of money, this is the place to do it. I don't know that anything costs more than the crap that is here in the city of sin than in Las Vegas, Nevada, or the Meadows. You will certainly enjoy yourself, but you will pay for the enjoyment, ladies and gentlemen. If you cannot find your employees, if you can't find your boss if you can't find anybody i believe that they're here in las vegas nevada um folks uh we have so much to get to uh and very quickly just for starters i uh ran down the show which seems to be like three shows in one today i I know dad was sort of laughing at at all this but it is kind of crazy uh the amount of stuff i have listen to the topics we'll talk about minimum wage why that's a sin in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. They're going, I believe, to $11 in, I don't know, next year, the following year. Uh, We'll talk about paper straws, the wokeness that is that. My God, the amount of virtue signaling in this city is ridiculous. Uh, we'll talk about the pools, the best pools, uh, places you should go, especially if you're getting your uh, your bodies into shape, I suppose. Unions in Nevada, Dowd, 96% of all employees unionized your cocktail waitresses your cabbies everybody is unionized uh for those of you thinking culinary union the the most powerful union in nevada boy i have never and and yet still there is a good chance 
that this state might be able to stay red. We'll uh, talk about Pete Domenici's quote-unquote illegitimate son, uh, Mr. Luxalt, uh, who is running for uh, U.S. Senate this year. He lost for governor, as you might remember, but he is running again for U.S. Senate and has a pretty good chance of that. Our own, uh, uh, I guess, Nevada's own personal Mark Ronchetti right here, just doing it the reverse way, uh, D-Dowd Muska. We'll talk about uh, Nevada becoming bluer and bluer. The Californication, uh, there they're on the brink of becoming a three million person city. You can't buy a house. You can't find an apartment. You can't even really find a hotel room, folks. That's expensive. How expensive it's becoming here. We'll talk about the side hustles that everyone seems to be doing here. And you don't need a side hustle when everyone is just resting on their laurels. We'll talk about the new high, uh, which is being straight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit a big advocate now, I think, of straight edge living. Uh, we'll get into that uh, as well. Pot smells absolutely everywhere up and down the strip. Uh, family friendly right up until you get out of your hotel room that is family. Family, family friendly. You cannot stop smelling the pot everywhere. I think Dowd smelled it all last year. I smell it all now. It's crazy. We'll talk about uh, some EDM uh, music, uh, flat rates versus traffic rates on the uh, cabbies uh, as well. And then, of course, the Grammys. Foo Fighters. You cannot name a single song from the Foo Fighters, the most decorated rock band in Grammy history, all because they go ahead and uh, sacrifice at the altar of Satan. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Olivia Rodrigo, Bruno Mars, his new group. And then uh, the place that I like best in Vegas has absolutely zero to do with Las Vegas, Nevada. So we'll do all that and more right here in the Kiva, so, as, as well as the most expensive retail in the entire country and some uh, nice write-ups there by D-Dowd Muska to kick off the Monday fun here. But let, let's just uh, get into it, shall we? Let's talk about just me going to pick up a damn coffee. <laughs> Something where all things sort of come and come together now. And I got to tell you, you know, you, you go, you get up, you want to pick up a cup of coffee. You say, I need my cup of coffee. I got to get up and you know, decide that I'm going to do it. You guys can see the, uh, there you go. You got a great shot of the Mandalay Bay, 28th or the 32nd floor right there, or is it 32nd to the 36th floor? I believe the uh, police chief Lombardo, is that the guy, the Democrat who didn't want to do a single thing? They have not got to the bottom of that and they never will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's not forget that uh, MGM, Mandalay Bay, um, Aria, all the rest of these hotels were bailed out by the Saudis in the Middle East. Uh, without doing that, you wouldn't uh, be able to uh, get it to where it was. But this has become a very woke city. Going, uh, and, and it's disgusting. Uh, I, I, and I mean it in every sense of the word. Banning plastic straws, banning plastic bags, all this stuff is completely and totally ridiculous. Yet, cities like Las Vegas, Albuquerque continue to do this kind of stuff. You know, I can't figure out why we're getting rid of plastic straws and then you're sticking it to a giant plastic container. Or you're sticking into a coffee container that has not just the container, but the wrap around it and the sleeve that's in there. I'm like... And then I'm going to spend five, six bucks for a for a cup of coffee after some level of ex exploitation of third world labor uh, that's there. It, it just it disgusts me down. But I had to kind of get into this whole feel good, do nothing movement of banning plastic straws where it was coming from. I figured if it was something that we should all be doing, McDonald's would have already established that. They would have already decided that this is what we're doing because I can't figure out why I'm drinking out of mandated plastic straws in the city of sin.
Do you guys feel me? (laughs) It makes no sense whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. Why am I even doing this? Paper straws essentially suck. Okay. And by the way, after about three minutes of them being inside a coffee, inside a drink, paper is not even waterproof. Do you know how quickly those things fail? Fall over? You want to talk about uh, under the definition, second definition of frustration is sticking a paper straw into a plastic container into something that is water soluble, water, coffee, Coke, anything else, and just watching it just bend. You can't suck out of that thing after about three or four minutes. It's done. And every single person, Dowd, is complaining about this whole entire thing. And here's the worst part about it is, is, is you're trying to figure out, well, what's the benefit of all this? Why are we, why are we sucking through paper straws? There is no answer. You know why? Because you cannot, you cannot recycle a paper straw. Plus it's non biodegradable. Oh, yes. In order for anything to be considered biodegradable, it has to biodegrade within 180 days on its own. Guess what doesn't biodegrade in 180 days? A paper straw. You want to know what you can't stick into a landfill? A paper straw. Why? Because food has already gone through it, so it's non-recyclable. You cannot stick a paper straw into a recyclable bin because food has already gone through it. The only things that you can actually recycle are aluminum cans, plastic cups, but not a paper straw, ladies and gentlemen. Not biodegradable. Oh, and, and finally, you know, let's think about all this. If you were actually able to get a refill, let's not forget about COVID. You cannot bring a reusable plastic or steel or glass container to any store. So if you're trying to be, yeah, contempt. Thank you, Dowd. Social distancing, not to mention, I'd have to rinse it out. Hey, you need to go ahead and take the straw, take the spoon, take the fork, take the cup. We'll put our our own in it. Yeah. You want to talk about the most anti-woke thing of all? That would be COVID-19. Because you cannot reuse any container and give it to somebody. They have to give you a brand new container. So it makes no sense whatsoever. So here I am in the city of sin where every sin can possibly be committed. Prostitution, drug use, gambling, like anything. But we're all going to sit here and sip through paper straws, Dowd. What am I doing here? (laughs) so much about this state does not make sense to me yet this is the place where they push consumer trends is the first place that they test things any sort of consumer driven um i don't know whatever if someone has a brand new product they want to take to market where's the first place they're going to take it to las vegas nevada so dal let's get your uh, thoughts on the place where you're going to be spending your 50th birthday come august well we actually will be spending probably more time on the road than we will we'll be have a couple days in vegas then we're going to come back to Albuquerque through a kind of a Utah, Arizona, Colorado uh, sweep. But Eddie, the, the, the banning of plastic straws, it is one of prior to the St. George of fentanyl. It was probably our, our, our most egregious example of uh, virtue signaling. Here are the top 10 rivers emitting plastic waste into the planet's oceans. 
Uh, and I won't pronounce the rivers because I can't pronounce them. I'll tell you the countries. Number one, Philippines. Number two, Malaysia. Number three, India. Number four, Philippines. Number five, Philippines. Number six, Philippines. Number seven, Philippines. Number eight, India. Number nine, Philippines. Number 10, Philippines. Uh, the amount of global plastic waste that makes its way into the ocean. Asia, the continent of Asia, is responsible for 81% of that plastic waste that is responsible for 4.5%. So if you want to address the problem of the cute little turtle having the straw stuck through its nose, North America, and certainly not Las Vegas, is not where you want to go. But again, we can't talk about reality because we have to virtue signal all the time. And uh, the problem lies in Asia. But pointing that out, I imagine that's racist. <clears throat> Well, talk about uh, woke politics. Nothing more racist than the Grammy Awards, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you weren't a person of color, you don't even get any single thing, any sort of advance uh, whatsoever. So just absolutely ridiculous. we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about minimum wage today. Um, doubt, they increase the minimum wage the last couple of years. We'll talk about why it won't work here in the state of Nevada, a place that exists literally on tips. Um, Dowd, you worked here. Uh, give us your background, if you would, on uh, on the state of Nevada, if you if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, well, I started, you know, the vast majority of my time in Nevada, which is probably why I I appreciate. Nevada history more than than Vegas history because there's so many interesting things that happened in that state. Of course, it's called Battle Born because it entered the Union under sketchy circumstances in order to give Abraham Lincoln a couple of extra electoral votes in, in 1864. I lived in Reno the vast majority of my time uh, in Nevada, and we unfortunately, I the, the woman who started the think tank I worked for was based out of Reno, and she didn't know much about Las Vegas, but I kept telling her Las Vegas is where all the people are. So uh, I opened the office down in Vegas and I was there for about five months. I, uh, Eddie, I'm already scheduling the, the time and the day when my sister and brother-in-law and I this summer will be going into that think tank. I'm going to walk in and look around at everyone and say, I'm the reason you all have jobs because I started the office down here and that got them into the bigger pockets down in Southern Nevada where a lot more of the money is. And so the Nevada Policy Research Institute, my old employer, uh, has an office in is based primarily in, in uh, Las Vegas now. And I'd like to think that I played some small role in that. Um, Nevada's just, it's a crazy place. It's so original. It's so unique. Uh, it, it, there's Eddie, as awful as the wokeness is going, there's still a lot of capitalism in Nevada. People go to Nevada to try out uh, their businesses and, and, and experiment with things. It's a right to work state. It's a no income tax state. Uh, I'm scared and I'll have the data. You asked me to, to find it. Um, I've got the data on its political leanings over these last couple decades. It's going blue. But at the same time, Eddie, it still retains a lot of that pioneer buccaneer pro-capitalism, do-your-own-thing right. spirit in Nevada. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a study of contrast, I would say. It really is. I think there is the battle. This is sort of the center of the political universe. Uh, everybody doesn't even want to, I don't know, want to be a part of it one way, and the, everybody wants to go ahead and escape and be a part of it and hide out for the rest of their lives. 97% of the people who live in Nevada weren't born in Nevada. It's a place where people end up. It's not a place where people start out. But for the people who are who are here, they're real patriots, and they are battle-born, as the uh, statement goes, right? Battle-born Nevada. Indeed. So. Uh, 
We'll do that uh, right after the break. We'll talk about minimum wage and uh, more of the employment sector and why you shouldn't tip 10, 15, 20, 30 percent, whatever is recommended. One of the most annoying things that is absolutely out there is exactly that, is uh, these uh, mandatory recommendations for tipping. Don't feel obligated. Don't feel guilty. It's the new white guilt, folks. We'll talk about that when we return. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Paper straws out the door. Don't use them. Drink out of the cup or don't drink at all. Uh, these woke uh, uh, coffee corporations, absolutely ridiculous. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Starbucks today has decided to stop issuing any of those shares, and they're not going to lie backs anymore. Boy, Howard Schultz, he ain't no dummy, but uh, we'll do that when we return right here in the Kiva. 421 AM600 Everyone's a winner, we're making our fame Bonafide hustler, making my name In pocket, I can battle I am gonna use it Intention I'm feeling myself Gonna make you, make you, make you notice Got motion, mystery motion Been diving, detailed leaning No visa, just seems so pleasing Gonna make you, make you, make you notice Gonna use my Oh, I remember the movie Lost in Translation. Yeah, that's what I remember. I don't remember right uh, the the point where she's doing the whole dance around Bill Murray. That's what I remember. I don't know about you. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Okay, so I get. Uh, wait, the Starbucks saga doesn't stop there, doubt. I know that you're not a big Starbucks guy, but let me tell you. Um, I was nothing short of angry. Every single and and all the person says is, "What would you like? What, what what do you have? What do you have?" And then they sit there and they look at you like you're supposed to have like I don't know. It's a mandated 15, 20, 25 percent for what am I going to pay you 15, 20, 25 percent for? What do I get for that? You taking my order? Is this like some sort of tariff on top of whatever I'm doing? And it's everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. You're paying exorbitant prices. And so I was talking to somebody yesterday over at the pool down and I got kind of angry because I'm like, I'm not about to pay any of this kind of money. There's no way I'm going to pay this money and then pay 15, 20, 25% on top of that. Right. That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, on top of what I'm already paying. Does that, does that make sense to you? And for the person to say nothing more than maybe one or two sentences to me, and I'm going to pay them 15, 20, 25. So I don't care if you're in Albuquerque, New York, Las Vegas, or wherever it happens to be like, this is ridiculous. And let's compound that of course, with minimum wage. So this is something they're already guaranteed. These are people who got PPP money. These are people who already got paid. They stayed home. And suddenly it's like a drag to bring them back into the working environment, you doubt Muska. And uh, I, I know you feel probably the same way that I do is uh, they don't deserve any of this additional money, but they expect it. Two hardest working people in all of Las Vegas, valet people and pool people. 
two of the least in, uh, most entitled, but the least hardworking people in this food service sector. Oh my gosh, they won't help you. And the cabbies, no cabbie will take a single bag out of the entire ride that you're on unless they already know that you've tipped them 5, 10, 20 bucks. Absolutely wow. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doubt your thoughts on, on tipping. Uh, well, I just looked up the, the, the un, if you work without benefits in Nevada, your minimum wage as of July 1st of this year, a couple more months to go, is going to be 1050. Uh, and that's if you don't get uh, qualifying health benefits. It's 950 if you do uh, as of uh, July 1st of 2022. And uh, again, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, employers are going to be looking for more automation, more kiosks and that kind of thing. So uh, I guess, you know, the culinary union can keep pressing for its higher wages. But uh, if the if the company you work for isn't maintaining profitability, it's going to look at other ways to save money, folks. And, uh, you know, I guess you get what you what, you ultimately get what you want. You get that enforced wage, but you don't think about the consequences. Uh, sorry, Dowd, I'm having a hard time hearing. OK, so Dowd, uh, let me say this minimum wage. Where have we increased the minimum wage across the country besides the state of New Mexico and the state of Nevada? Is it mostly boost blue states? I know you've done your right to work stuff on this, but but what does it look like in the right to work states? Uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of overlap there. I'm, I'm, I'll look it up right now and see what which states have higher uh, minimum wages than the federal. Uh, let's see. It tends to be blue, 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 blue. 30 states have minimum wages uh, above the federal minimum, and uh, five states do not have a minimum wage at all, and it's not at all surprising that one of them is uh, Tennessee, one of them is in, one of them is South Carolina, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, uh, two states, Georgia and Wyoming, have a minimum wage below seven twenty-five per hour. That is the, of course, uh, federal. Now let's see. In twenty twenty-one, uh, last year, twenty-one states. Uh, began the year with higher minimum wages. Uh, big surprise, Delaware and Rhode Island increased their minimum wages. Uh, surprising that Florida, oh, see, but Florida did it through uh, a, a voter initiative. Uh, it, it, it didn't do it through the legislature or the governor. Uh, wow, they're going up to $15 by 2026. No, I mean, you know, it's the usual suspects, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, uh, increasingly blue Virginia uh, have uh, their minimum wages substantially higher than the federal. But uh, those are those blue states. They're, uh, they think they're enriching themselves by passing mandates. And uh, I guess uh, some of our more intelligent states are going in other directions. Well, I'll tell you right now for the state of Nevada, I think the people who are doing the best are the people who are working the hardest, which is why entrepreneurs work here because we have a big thing, which also is at a crossroads, which is no state income tax. So you have these mandatory blue laws, labor union organization. On top of that, you have all these other things that are compounding. And then at the very same time, you have people who are moving here who don't want state income tax. So I don't know that there's any other state down besides the state of Nevada that has this cross-section of no state income tax and a high union uh, representation. I don't know if you've thought much about this. You probably have, but it, like Nevada kind of doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, not to mention a lot of emigration and immigration, people who leave and people who come back. So it's a very dynamic state. It's uh, New York City, the West. The difference is, of course, is that uh, Nevada has probably laws and probably some trends that no other state has. 
Yeah, I, I would say Nevada is. Bec we'll, we'll get into because I've got a good outline here of here of the of the blue trend in Nevada. And Nevada is a very kind of a crazy quilt place. The only place that I would uh, I would throw in the mix, Eddie, is is Washington State. It's a blue state without a state income tax. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Gates's father was leading some voter ballot initiative to impose an income tax, and that has failed, I think, even more than once. But to give you a, a tenor of where Nevada is, uh, when I was there, it was much more purple uh, than, than blue. Uh, for example, the, the state Senate was in Republican hands when I was there. The state House was not. Right now, the state Senate is 12 to 9 Democratic. The state House is 26 to 16 Democrat. Uh, we'll look at the congressional delegation. You've got two big liberals, Catherine Cortez Masto and Wacky Jackie Rosen, uh, one, of, one of Donald Trump's favorite nicknames for people he doesn't like, Wacky Jackie, both Democrats. Uh, three members of the U.S. House of Representatives from the, uh, from the state of Nevada are Democrats. Uh, Dina Titus, who's a lifetime public sector hack. She's the Democrat. Mark Amadai is from the more rural area up toward the north. He's a Republican, but he's kind of a chamber of commerce zilch. Uh, the other two Democrats down in the south are Susie Lee, a woman, Stephen Horsford, uh, a black man uh, who, according to his Wikipedia entry, is voting 100% with the Biden administration. I'm sure Susie Lee is, is doing the same. If you want to look back to not too far back in history, George W. Bush won the electoral votes of Nevada in 2000 and 2004, but four presidential elections in a row. Obama won Nevada twice. Hillary took it in 2016. And Biden, we don't need to get into the details of that. Biden got the, four, the uh, well, I guess it'd be six electoral votes from Nevada. So four presidential elections in a row, Nevada has gone blue. Eddie, it's going to be extremely interesting to see five, 10, 15 years down the road. Will Nevada keep its right to work status? Will, will Nevada become the first state to adopt the right to work law and then repeal it? And Nevada, will Nevada keep its no income tax status? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and then of course we have to determine how much, in terms of the population, uh, how much it will actually grow. One of the things that we know about Nevada is that it probably had the fastest growing school districts anywhere in the entire country, yep. and uh, they're nearing three million people here now. Down three million. Like I don't know how much more this place can absorb, especially when dealing with a water situation. If anybody's driven through Nevada and seen sort of what's happening with Lake Mead and and uh, the Hoover Dam, I mean, folks, it's abysmal. It looks uh, pretty bad, but uh, it continues to grow. Unlike New Mexico, lost the city of Las Vegas, Nevada is bigger than the entire state of New Mexico one and a half times yep that's how big uh, nevada is when we return i think we should probably talk a little bit about uh, the good parts about nevada and that would of course would be the pools you know it's a place where a lot of people like to come during the summer a lot of places where people hang out i'm actually at the mgm grand and looking at one of the the biggest pools here they had the grammys here so i had an opportunity to sort of quasi attend which i did last night but we'll talk about all of that uh when we return a little bit of that uh summer uh if you will that is happening before summer happening it happens it's over 90 degrees here it is hot um but i'm glad to be here and i'm glad to be here with you broadcasting remotely from the mgm grand right here in las vegas nevada i'm eddie Aragon. this is Dowd muska on am 600 kiv abq.fm rockoftalk.com back and forth
What is this? This shaft? AM 600 FM. Glad to be here with you and yours here on this broadcasting Monday NCAA championships tonight. I'm going to go, I guess, watch it at the sports book. I, I got to tell you, I didn't really uh, pay much attention to it. I did note that it was Mike Krzyzewski's last yeah, game, sadly, folks. I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of Mike Krzyzewski. Excellence, the greatest uh, basketball coach in the history of college basketball. And all I could think about was that UNLV game that he won. That's right. Uh, oh, the Vegas TV theme song. Look at that. Is that uh, – yeah, who is that, Dowd? Who is it? What was the, the name? He got uh, – Robert yeah. Urich, what did he die of? Didn't he die of Parkinson's or something Tonight strange? Vegas, someone's killing showgirls and Dan wants to know why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it Dan? I didn't know. I had no clue. <laughs> so, um, God, Vegas. I remember the intro for that. Um, how is that not considered one of the greatest sitcoms of all time? They had that other one. I think they had another uh, sitcom called Las Vegas. And if I'm not mistaken, they had CSI Vegas. Oh, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, correct? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so Mike Shashevsky. Remember, they got their asses handed to them back in 1990. They uh, Duke Blue Devils with Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. I don't even know if anybody knows who these people are. This is 33 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. That's how long ago Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner. Was Christian Leitner, was he like a fat old tub of you-know-what uh, somewhere? Or Bobby Hurley, I believe that uh, him or his, I don't know, family is probably coaching – I think Arizona State or something along those lines. His dad was a New Jersey high school basketball coach. So Duke had lost to the University of New Mexico or University of Nevada uh, or University of Nevada, Las Vegas, running Rebels. Stacy Ogman, I hung out with uh, Stacy Ogman. He had Larry Johnson, former trucking school graduate, and then he became that. And then he had, uh, I think, Greg Hill. Um, I think something Greg Anthony for a long time. He was a CBS analyst. And then some guy by the name of George Ackles. None of those five guys ever came out of the game, like ever. And there's two things that stood out to me is, well, first loss and last loss of, uh, of Mike Krzyzewski after they pointed out to me happened at the, uh, <clears throat> at the, at, at the, uh, unfortunately at, at North Carolina Tar Hills. And the second thing was the fact that he faced a team that last beat him in the national championship game. Cause Duke is very good in the national championship game. You might remember they faced Butler and they barely won that when they beat Butler, but, um, in the national championship game, they faced a team that did not have any subs. 
any subs, and that was Ackles, Anthony, Ogman, Larry Johnson, and then uh, Anderson Hunt. So those are the five guys that was the starting five that were there. And I was like, of course, this is the way Shashevsky should go out and did go out. I did think that uh, he was going to have a, a storybook ending. I was hoping he was going to win, but again, it was not to be. So there we go. Final uh, tonight, North Carolina versus Kansas. And of all, just to tell you kind of uh, how bad uh, the NCAA has got, that's a place where um, Mr. Williams, a former, I believe, employee slash player for both Bobby Knight and, and this ends all the Bobby Knight influence forward in the NCAA. And um, Mike Krzyzewski coached under the great, late, great Bobby Knight. I don't, I don't know when uh, Bobby Knight passed away, but uh, Indiana, Brought in Mike Krzyzewski, Norm Ellenberger, and a whole host of other great coaches uh, throughout the years. So sad to see that chapter come to an end. And I have to say, there's no reason for me to watch NCAA basketball again, although I haven't really watched it in some time. I am looking forward to Patino here locally, but beyond that, that's probably just about it. But I will watch the championship game tonight. I expect Kansas uh, in a route. Uh, of of North Carolina, so we'll see if that uh, happens. Five fifty, fifty five hundred, four forty five, uh, right here in the Kiva. Lots of people texting in. Uh, by the way, we appreciate uh, everybody who texts in. Hi, Eddie. Uh, yes, absolutely. Let's see. Governor Lujan Grisham, legislative leadership announces special agenda for upcoming special session. I believe that that is going to start. Is that tomorrow, Dowd? When that starts? Uh, I believe so. Let me check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have gotta, that special session that tomorrow. Got to pass that pork. Oh, yeah. And she's all about uh, making sure that we continue to ostracize and marginalize the voters. Had EFF have not been there yet, see the Mob Museum. Oh, yeah, I've seen the Mob Museum several times. If they have not, I love how everybody in Albuquerque has a recommendation for me to go see someplace in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> right. Let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, I've had lunch with Oscar Goodman here in the city of Albuquerque. His wife now, the new mayor, and soon to be my former attorney, Ross Goodman, will probably end up being the next mayor of the city of Las Vegas. Wow. Uh, Eddie, if they have not scrubbed it, well worth the time and the great history for the family. You are right. The rest is certainly worth worthless. I was married into one of the taxi families in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Those medallions are pricey. Had the most infamous brand in, band in Vegas, Jenna Jameson's favorite band. Hung out with Dave Grohl a few times. I'm so sorry for you. Dave Grohl is literally Satan. Besides, of course, uh, Jared Leto. Uh, I am, uh, what is the name of the website that I've been passing out to people? Have you seen this website, Dowd? You're going to have to share it on the show notes. Mm -hmm. It is, um, let's see, here it is. This is who Satan is.com. This is who Satan is.com. Uh, Dowd, take a look at it, not for the children. Okay. This is who Satan is.com. So uh, you don't want to pass this out to your kids. Um, but you wanted to definitely see that. Went to Art Bell's place out there. Then I moved to New Mexico and got sober. Yeah, I would imagine all that was an entire blur for you. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Hi, Eddie. Do you realize that the environmentalists are only going after plastic straws and other plastic things, but not a word about the mess that I see all over the ground? Why is that? Well, good reason, Dowd. You, you, you can step in on that if you like. No, just saw one on the ground in Corrales this morning. Uh, never mentioned. Never mentioned. Never mentioned. Hmm. Uh, Katrina steps in. She says, accident on 4th Street and the freeway. 
Not sure what's going on there in Albuquerque. Uh, Eddie, uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Okay, good. Eddie, I fly out for Martial Arts Tournament in July. Hot sauce uh, checks in. And then Kefty says, I'm jealous that you were in my adopted hometown. Did they break our town or is it like it was in 2015? No, they broke it and it's getting more and more broken. Now, for those of you who are looking to sort of get out and about in Vegas, I think the pools define the casino or the, excuse me, the hotel and the resort more than the casinos themselves. I've noticed something with all the pools uh, that are out here, the bigger, the more family friendly, the better the casino by and large MGM grand, I, in my opinion is uh, no exception to that. Um, I'll get to uh, sort of the pieces. I apologize for stepping away uh, for the, from the camera of all, all this but Dowd and you look at some of the battles that are in Vegas uh, six men are MGM uh, Vegas brands Cosmopolitan Aria Mandalay Bay you know that is such an important component uh, for all of Las Vegas Nevada because when you're inside the casinos themselves or at your if you're at one of the uh, gambling machines whether they be a Bally's aristocrat or whatever the manufacturer of the machine happens to be they're pretty much all in the same they're all the same very experienced and you remember you might have uh Back in the ladies, 80s and the early 90s, they talked about 97% progressive. That means that the machines themselves pay back about 97% about what you put into them if you play long enough. Now, nobody knows the answers to those things. How much money and how long is long enough for you to go ahead and get 97%? Um, my grandfather back in the day uh, actually won a giant jackpot at the Golden Nugget. He won a Cadillac. Nice. Um, nice. But that is one of the rare stories that you'd hear, except for the, the fact that one of my friends that came in from Wales, he also won a car. Yes. And instead of uh, taking the car, he, yeah, he decided to go ahead and, and, and take the cash. But uh, folks, let me tell you, if you're thinking about the best places to stay, it all is about the amount of money that they charge for the beds, for the cabinets, and uh, how many people are there and whether or not it's family friendly. That seemingly drives all of the activity for any casino, uh, in my opinion, uh, in during the summer months uh, in the city of Las Vegas. Uh, Dowd, I know you probably don't get out being the Irishman that you are and avoiding melanoma and the rest of the stuff. But, you know, love to get your, your quick thoughts on the uh, the pool, uh, the pools, if you will, for uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, well, I actually spend most of my time at the cultural amenities in the Sin City. Uh, I was speaking to my sister yesterday as we were planning our trip in, in August. I believe, uh, I, th I think it's the World Erotic Art Museum is in Miami, but the World Heritage Erotic Museum is in Las Vegas. Uh, I was in Miami. I regret not going to that uh, uh, stunning, uh, wonderful cultural amenity. I think this time I'm going to go to the go to a Vegas and see my more adult oriented. But then Sister Darcy tells me it's a thirty dollar ticket, so uh, maybe I'll just be using some of that money in a slot machine instead. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know the cultural amenities uh, that are here, Dowd Muska. There are many. This is one of the not just best cultural places, uh, more sommeliers uh, per capita, more yep, fine yep. restaurants uh, per capita. But I think what's even more important than that, this is one of the best outdoors places in the entire country. Within 100 miles, Mount Charleston, Red Rocks, uh, the Grand Canyon. Uh, you have, uh, of course, Hoover Dam. And let's not forget uh, all this, the, the places uh, in between. When you spend some time here in Vegas, Dowd, I know that you must have enjoyed the outdoor 
Oh yeah, and uh, we last time we were there uh, last year when Eddie Aragon made me leave my uh, my income source for a couple of days. He forced me to go to go to Las Vegas with family. Uh, we went to a very little known. Uh, cultural amenity, uh, the Clark County Museum, which is absolutely fascinating about the housing that was built for the uh, for, for the dam workers and you know the early days of Las Vegas. They don't focus so much on the casinos because there's plenty of other attractions to go look at the history of that. Uh, there's that wonderful little Anasazi Museum out uh, by Overton, out uh, near the lake, um, and then of course uh, was a Valley of Fire. You can drive through. Uh, you can drive oh through yeah, that. yeah, that's I mean, a there's, big. There's, there's a lot. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, let's talk very quickly about housing doubt you know how difficult it is to find housing in a place like albuquerque new mexico i was having a couple of conversations with various people and the first thing they told me is that even if they had a year in advance of rent that they would not take it that most of the places for apartments are just taking application fees because that's how backed up they are there's more people trying to move to las vegas than there is to uh, phoenix arizona housing not only is that a premium but the hedge funds are buying up all the houses here and a lot of it has has to do with the fact that you know the hedge funds are going to turn around and lease those properties um, for far more than uh, what their nut that they'll have to crack is. And I think that's what's happening is these hedge funds are looking to probably start buying uh, many of these uh, home construction uh, places, Dowd. And I think that's probably like sort of the next thing in line. Well, you know, a big disadvantage that that well, probably all of Nevada, but particularly Southern, particularly Southern Nevada has is uh, uh, just under 90% of the state of Nevada. There's no other state in the union that has this problem. Just under 90% is controlled by the federal government and developers, they do try to purchase uh, what, what's considered environmentally sensitive land elsewhere in the state and then swap for some of that desert BLM land around Las Vegas. But again, you're dealing with the government. Uh, it is uh, it, can, it just amazes me the extent to which our wonderful, rugged individualism of the American West, where we have so much federal control of the land out here. And Nevada's got, Nevada got double helpings, double servings of the federal government. Now, obviously, you've got Creech Air Force Base and Nellis. Uh, you've got uh, Area 51 and what may or may not ever be Yucca Mountain. There's There are reasons for the federal government to have legitimate reasons for the feds to have land in southern Nevada. But that acts as a real constraint on top of all the other issues. You've got zoning and political corruption and the Clark County uh, Commission. You know, they're always arresting the commissioners for Get, taking payoffs from strip clubs and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a really, it's a bit of a bear out there. And I, it, it frustrates a, a, a private sector free market guy like me because back East, you know, I come from the state that I think has either the second or the third least amount of federal land, something like 0.3% of the acreage of Connecticut is controlled by the federal government. And it's so hilarious to hear that the Martin Heinrichs of the world talk about how, oh, we have to keep land uh, in public hands out here out West. I mean, some of your, your favorite states, some of your bluest East Coast states that have some of the most severe environmental policies have no federal control, uh, no federal ownership of any land at all. So um, I love my Westerners. I live in the American West but I've never really been able to wrap my mind around this concept of the federal government controlling so much land out here. The federal government needs to get its hands off the land of the West. Okay, maybe you're an occasional national park or something of a world heritage site, but that doesn't represent most of our land in the West. We need that in the private sector's hands. I lost Dowd there for a second, but Dowd, uh, I know that we have an article that we just released uh, at rockoftalk.chat. Tell us very quickly what we're going to hear on the bottom of the second hour. Oh uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a windfall profits tax, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This was a 
uh, they call it windfall profits, but it was actually an excise tax passed in uh, the spring of 1980. So it was right at the end of the 1970s when our country was completely out of its mind in terms of uh, energy policy. We actually had, during the Carter administration, we passed a law where it was illegal to use natural gas in a power plant. Uh, natural gas is the best substance on earth to produce electricity, especially with the combined cycle plants that make of them super, super efficient. Uh, we thought we were running out of natural gas. We thought we were running out of oil. The Carter administration, and, and frankly, the Ford and, and Nixon administrations before that screwed everything up energy policy-wise. Reagan voted to repeal the windfall profits tax a policy that failed across the board, didn't raise the revenue, uh, disincentivized companies from, from exploration and production. Yes, it's 2022. The 70s are coming back. And lots of people in Washington, including a senator from, from California, which is the seventh largest petroleum producer in America, they're right. all backing, you guessed it, the windfall profits tax again. We got to get out ahead on this one, ladies and gentlemen. So dumb, even Martin Heinrich hasn't endorsed it. Even Martin Heinrich's not behind it. <laughs> all right, when we return, we're going to talk about the Grammys, the bottom of the, or top of the second hour, and then at the bottom, we'll get to that article, and we've got so much more. We got to talk about pot, legalizing pot, and uh, why it's bad for Vegas, it's bad for New Mexico, it's bad for absolutely everything, and all you can do is uh, smell pot everywhere you go and did doubt i know the first weekend we got through i think we broke through three million in the first few days is that about right i think i think it's even up to four million and I, I don't know you've been oh. very busy this weekend eddie but i sent you a picture from las cruces of the first customer with his arms up uh, his yeah his, his raiders on and he was delighted yeah. to be buying pot and i put the subject line eddie i think i'm changing my mind about legalization <laughs> that's right i think you should i think uh, we all should all right take us out eric a good first hour broadcasting live from the mgm grand hotel uh, today and one more day right here in the Kiva. We appreciate uh, all of you joining us on AM6 and rockoftalk.com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and apping directly at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Hour two just for you in the ABQ up next. They're all living, the devil may care, and I'm just a devil with love to spare. So Viva! How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's Maximal Addiction. 505 in the 505. I am Eddie Ergon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, hour two coming at you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, broadcasting also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I should say podcasting. And don't forget, you can download our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And become a subscriber for less than 20 cents a day at rockoftalk.chat. Listen and watch 24 hours a day at rockoftalk.tv as well. Lots to get to here in hour two, including Dowd's write-up on uh, talking about, well, I mean, th there really is a lot to talk about. And I think we should be talking about the Grammys, uh, folks. The Foo Fighters. Let me just ask both Eric and Dowd, if I had to ask you the winningest rock band in history, who would it be? 
They wouldn't, neither one with the Foo Fighters. And what's more is doubt if I could ask you to identify one song from the Foo Fighters, can you? Um, yeah, that's right. Sunshine on my shoulder. Yeah. It, I was at the Grammys last night watching all these people who were coming through last night, and the Foo Fighters didn't perform. And all last night was about, uh, you know, Dave Grohl's band, the Foo Fighters. And I believe that it was Billie Eilish who wore a t shirt. And, you know, all these tributes that are being paid. I, I just think that there's just this big satanic undertone, uh, doubt of what's going on in the uh, music world. And they can't stop their worship of what they're doing uh, from getting the ratings to getting people to follow them on TikTok or getting them to follow wherever they possibly can. It's what they're doing. And I know many of you conservatives don't want to pay attention. You don't want to give another thought to any of this stuff. But uh, the uh, website Vigilant Citizen, VigilantCitizen.com. Uh, Dowd, have you been to the website? I think I've sent you some. We recently posted some information from them. Oh, uh, you did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, VigilantCitizen.com. And I'm just going to go through the, you don't know, last postings. Taylor Hawkins' death and its disturbing links with his band's Studio 666. And then there's all these other people who are basically, you know, creating the RSS feed, uh, which is the, um, I forget what the RSS, but basically it's like where you can post links, upload them, etc. TikTok brain explained why some kids seem hooked on social video feeds. Do you know the average uh, TikTok stay for any, any video that's on there is 11 seconds. Wow. 11 seconds that's what's happening to your kids ask any 9 to 13 year old what they're hooked on and it's not drugs folks it's something worse it's something called tiktok okay um this is uh, absolutely incredible let me let me uh, uh run this out to you the dopamine rush of endless short videos makes it hard for viewers to switch their focus to slower moving activities which is its intended consequence we've made kids live in a candy store online, okay? Here's some of the replies from all this, okay? And remember, a lot of these people you've never heard heard about before that are at the Grammy Awards, but they are all very TikTok famous. Uh, let's see, most of Western consumer society is a candy store, especially for people with issues like ADHD. Then it says, TikTok is perfect for them. There's temptation and distraction at every turn. There are no excuses. Don't have kids if you can't be a parent. Simple logic and true. And ADHD is an invention. Better to say the result of a bad non-education. So if you're not spending time with your kids, they're spending time with TikTok, and they, in turn, TikTok is getting influenced by the like of the likes of Olivia Rodrigo, um, John Baptiste, and any of these other people who won their Grammys last night, including the Foo Fighters. This is nothing but psychoengineering, says another, and hardcore reprogramming of the brain and behavior, while at the same time gathering insane amounts of data to figure even better able to control us even better. If you find responsible parents, they are not allowing their children on TikTok, on TikTok right now. Last night, also on the Grammy performance, uh, a man who is an avowed Satanist, I should say, is a little Nas X. He had his one eye performance, okay? Part of the Illuminati. You see the uh, one eye that is right there, Dowd. 
Grammy 2022 and President Zelensky is doing everything possible to get NATO involved in this war and start World War III. And here we have Little Nas X performing here with his tribute to Zelensky. Can't believe what I'm reading when people say Ukraine is the poorest country in Europe. Ukraine has $8 trillion in resources and minerals, etc., etc. The number of people who don't know one fact about Ukraine is staggering. This is the new world order attempting to take us down. Here it is. This is even pictured as Little Nas X wearing a butterfly jacket on the way for the extra satanic brownie points. Um, he's had some very, very interesting uh, videos, uh, to say the least, over the last couple of years. Dowdy you uh, no doubt can look up any of that kind of stuff that's out there, but you need to pay attention to what your children are watching and what they're listening to. These are people who have no values. Ultimately their, their value is the bottom line. That is it. Um, here's another one. One in five high schoolers. Remember your kids are on digital media, social media, et cetera, et cetera. One in five high schoolers considered suicide during pandemic over half suffered emotional abuse at home, according to CDC stats. Okay. Robot dog carrying loudspeaker barks, COVID safety instructions in China, the place where TikTok uh, originates. Okay. Twitter says activist death threats to JK Rowling has not violated safety guidelines. And uh, finally, <clears throat> questions pile up as facts about Chinese pop stars' alleged deaths from self-immolation is suppressed. This is all in addition to all the other stuff that we have put up there. This is all about the new world order, folks, and getting your children and capturing them and then spreading them without them even being fully aware of it. And you are all responsible. You're all guilty for this. Um Mr. Uh, Eric, if you wouldn't mind queuing up some of the uh, information uh, that I'm about to send you, I'm going to send this uh, directly to him um, right now. Here is this. Uh, I'm getting lots of text, by the way. Watch till Sonic wins album of the year in a clear 666 tribute to Jesus. Yeah, I think that's the 777. They tried to kind of pass it off. I was watching the CBS News this morning. The amount of worship from Gail King, Oprah's best friend. Isn't it interesting how I'm doing this radio show right here at Route 91? Are you are you getting freaked out right here? I'm sitting here above, you know, Satan's throne, so to speak, you know, literally just lobbing jab after jab at him. Route 91. Remember 911? What's 91? 91, right? You guys know all the numbers. What's today? 4422. Four four two two. Symbolism will be their downfall, ladies and gentlemen. Max Hedrum predicted that the zigzag by pervert made the dude's head explode. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, let's see. Hi, Eddie. I know you have extensive history in commercial real estate. I know you don't know personally, but I'm an avid listener and feel over the years. I've listened to you for some strange reason. I feel really there's a relationship more than two strangers interacting. This is interesting. My wife and I would like to start looking at commercial properties. We will only take a moment out of your busy schedules who have a quick to Absolutely. I'll give you, I, you will literally get the best real estate uh, advice for me. No doubt about that. Over the weekend, I'm sure you heard was another shooting in downtown Albuquerque. Down, what are we at now? 35? I bl uh, we were 36 at the end of last week. So. Oh, were we? Okay. So this yeah. will be 37, 38. According to the TV station, three men were wounded. A couple of colleagues of mine have told me that four people had been killed.
Uh, one with saying that he had heard that straight from the APD officer. If that's true, it makes one wonder what's why the alleged death, uh, deaths have not been reported. Mustn't take Albuquerque too bad, too late, I would say. By the way, by the way, anti-police activist James Freeman was at the scene recording yet another self-promotional video of himself saying that the police don't give a crap about our rights. Simply walked away lest I be too tempted to cold cock him. Uh, idea here to buy a house in Vegas. They're using the lottery system. That is true. Um, really? That's interesting. Yeah, they just... It, it gets bid up so high that they just want to close at a certain point and everyone's maxed out their overages and they've sort of come into line. That's true. Taylor Hawkins dead at 36 days after birthday after Foo Fighters make 36 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on YouTube. Three, six. All right. Are we really going to get in this number three, six? Do you guys know? You guys, you guys want to do the, the 36? paradigm that Dow doesn't even know what i'm about to do do you no, guys know what? <laughs> one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven plus eight plus nine plus ten plus eleven plus twelve plus thirteen plus fourteen plus fifteen plus sixteen plus seventeen plus eighteen plus nineteen plus twenty plus twenty one plus twenty two plus twenty three plus twenty four plus twenty five plus twenty six plus twenty seven plus twenty eight plus twenty nine plus thirty Plus 31, plus 32, plus 33, plus 34, plus 35, plus 36 equals 666. Hmm. Interesting. Do the math, folks. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. Pay attention. Yep. Taylor Hawkins dead 36 days after birthday after Foo Fighters make 36 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on YouTube. Okay, King and uh, CBS News. So I was watching crap, and they have Nate Burleson. He's the lone black guy, the token black guy that they have right there. And they're all just they're praising John Batiste. Okay. And then they have Gail King up front, Dowd. And then they have this other three of the people on this whole entire thing and and i don't know eric if you can pull this up or doubt if you can pull this up but you got to watch this guy who's suffering from agoraphobia okay it's no seriously this just hear me out on this they're all praising grammys and uptown funk and bruno mars and all this and all of a sudden it breaks into this whole like agoraphobia of i believe the guy's name is i don't know clinton clint something some some sort of word uh, that you know a name and he's a black guy with a long beard and they literally have a transgendered counselor who's helping this guy with agoraphobia for those of you who don't know what agoraphobia is like fear of public places fear of like everything shopping parties social interaction i don't know you know going never out never leave the house never leave the house yeah just so they they victimize this guy they turn him into this i don't know poster child for being afraid of absolutely every of social distancing if you will they turn him this poster child for social distancing i'm like oh this makes all the sense in the world Meanwhile, by the way, the breaks are filled with nothing but people who are, I don't know, praising black people, praising black culture, like literally I, every way that every other race, all the white people are all boxed, all the Latin people, you know, they're at, they're at your service and all the black people are kings and queens, essentially. It's kind of what you're getting. At. So they find this guy an agoraphobic 
and they find a transgender middle-aged of course doubt as you know a white middle-aged white woman who seemingly is quote-unquote married but you know that she's not and she is doing all of these various um gesticulations both audibly if i can i don't know if i'm making sense audibly and visually while for four and a half to five minutes look at agoraphobic cbs news this morning the only thing white about cbs news this morning is the intro music by george uh, charles Curlt that they still play at one or two breaks during the entire morning show from seven to ten yes yes and you have this white guy all over himself, falling all over himself, talking about the Foo Fighters and Joni Mitchell recovering after seven years of her and her, uh, I don't know, some sort of mental derailment that she had seven, six, seven years ago and, and, and all this. And then talking about Bruno Mars and then they have like a break on a prince. But if you go to the whole entire focus of that whole show, it wasn't the Grammys. It wasn't anything. It was this black guy who had agoraphobia and trying to. I'm not kidding. I'm looking at it right now. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can you can you somehow put that in the private chat or send it to me somehow so I can send it to Eric? Because this, folks, you look at this and you're like, oh, this is definite gender conversion. This is uh, a Jeff definite grooming. This is letting you know that hey, it's okay. The water is warm. Dip into this. If you have yet to have any sort of sexual um, experimentation, sexual um, connection with anybody else, they're trying to groom the entire public to say that, quote unquote, this type of behavior is okay. And meanwhile, you have a gay guy with a transgender person interviewing a black guy and who comes out as the emasculated gender uh, nice guy, the black guy. I can't wow. forget that. I can't. For, I can't even understand this stuff. Doubt if you could text that to me, I would. Uh, I would I'm definitely appreciate it. Uh, Eric, right now, but I want to make sure I have the right thing. This is Cecil Jackson. Cecil, that's, that's the name. Okay. Cecil, right, yeah, Cecil. Cecil Jackson hasn't been to a grocery store in years. I don't know how this man has eaten or what he's done, but every one of these guys is a paid actor. If you watch this segment. These men are too perfect. There's too many. That's not the house that he lives in. He's not swinging. There isn't a single black man who's swinging on a on a on a swing like that in front of his house in America. Much less Cecil Jackson. You go about three minutes into that, you're like, oh, is this like Barbie and Ken Ken house here? Like it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, well, what is the aim? What's ultimately the the aim? The aim is you. They're working on you. They're working on you. They're working on your family. They're working on everything they possibly can. I don't care if it's Uptown Funk. I don't care if it's Jared Leto. I don't care if it's Cecil Jackson. They want to normalize this level of strangeness, folks, to the point that they get you to convert and contest what you're doing in your own life. If you're living with any sort of conviction whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen, they are going to go ahead and try and shake you loose here at the very end. It's all hands on deck for them. They know that we had them dead to rights. They know that we have them on the Great Reset. They know that we have them on the 2030. They know that we've exposed the World Economic Forum, and yet we continue to wait. I was waiting for something big to happen on 322. Anybody, re anybody know why? If you can tell me about 322, I would love to hear it. Three, two, nothing. Just going Bose's number. 
Oh my God. This is my guy. This is why you got picked right from the very beginning. It's like March 22nd. Okay. Do you remember March 22nd? One month after World War II, World War III declaration by the Ukraine. It's all about numbers. It's all about numerology. And what's the Skull and Bones number? It's 322. I kept telling everybody, 39, 322, this is the way. And they couldn't pull the trigger on this. They weren't ready because they know that we have exposed them. It's not just Alex Jones anymore. It's me. It's a, a whole host of other people who are out there. I'm not trying to come off as crazy, folks, but you can just watch this stuff. Dowd, send me that uh, text if you wouldn't mind. Uh, just send it to I, me. I, so I I have, I, yeah, I've sent the agoraphobic to Eric. Uh, Eric, CBS do you have that? Can you, can you play this ridiculous report? You want to play it three minutes in, like you said, or you want to start? No, just start it from the beginning. You got to listen to this whole thing start to finish. Because <laughs> this was the aim. Honestly, this was the entire aim, folks, of this entire morning. It was all about talking. About, and you look at Jean-Baptiste, and I'm, I'm looking at his, 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 let me read these out to you. The guy who won Album of the Year. Remember, the awards come for Album of the Year. You've never even heard of these songs. Did this even make the top 10? Probably. Right. So go and I say, okay, well, here's my, here's my playlist. We have uh, we are featuring St. Augustine high school. Okay. <clears throat> Let me uh, read the lyrics here because right coming out of COVID-19, you gotta, you gotta create this. The ghetto is full of stars. Watch them shine from afar on days when it's hard and always suddenly every single person in the black community has a Nana. Have you noticed that lately? Everyone has a Nana. Jimmy Fallon wrote a book called Nana last week. Brought in Jared Leto. Everyone has a Nana. Suddenly everyone has a Nana. I don't, I've never, I never heard of a Nana before my Nana. And suddenly now everyone has a Nana. Nobody knew what to call their grandma. Now they all call her Nana. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about, Hispanic community. Nana knows how to sing and sue this as all. From summer to fall and always joy. She won't let it go. Oh, no. Here we go. Here it is. Joy. She doesn't know. It's a beautiful song. But it doesn't matter what they're singing, right? We are, we are, we are, we are the golden ones. Let me just kind of go through this. We are, we are, we are the chosen ones. We are the golden ones. We're never alone. No, we're never alone. I don't know about you, Dowd, but all we've been is alone for the last three years. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> the country is full of stars, but they're in a war, blind in the dark. Here we go. He's hoping to medicate the painful ache to change his fate. He won't let it go. Oh, no, that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. We are, we are, we are the golden ones, the chosen ones, the golden ones, the chosen one. Neither angel or king, they always go to that, could break this thing. We got to get our soul. We need that inner peace, you know, ha ha. Have you noticed that everyone's talking about inner peace lately, Dowd? Have you noticed like everyone oh, yeah. is like, yeah. yeah, everyone's inner peace. Mine's oh, you're not peaceful. And then they're all using the word, they all use the word toxic oh. whenever they want to find something to kind of push other people away. Man cannot give you that. And then they all call on God. One, two, ready, and we are never alone. We are, we are the golden ones, the chosen ones, golden one, chosen one. So that's Jean Patiste. Um, I don't even know if any of those have made any of the top ten. Okay. 
And then you've got the other one, I Need You. This was an interesting one. This is the most powerful or most played song from Dom Cheese. We've done a lot of living. We work in overtime. I don't know about anybody working overtime, but I can guarantee you right now it's not anybody who's been on COVID-19 relief. Nobody working overtime. Netflixing is what they'd be doing. We be overtiming. No, we don't overtime. We Netflixing. Don't need another million. You got that gold mine. No, they're not talking about money. Because they want to make that you all feel rich spiritually and everything so you don't have to have money. Because you're all about to lose your money, folks. It's coming. You're all about to lose your money. Here it is. I love the way you're living because you are genuine. You got that special something. I just need you. Met you when I was a little nappy-headed boy. I don't know. Somehow that would be racist. I believe that there was a certain conservative talk show host got uh, released from his contract uh, who lived in Ribeiro, New Mexico. Yeah. Nappy headed babies. And I never put down. I never put down that alto saxophone back jumping down the boulevard. I couldn't wait to blow my own horn. It ain't wrong for you to play along playing this song until you die. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. We work in overtime. That's funny. Don't need another million. You got that gold mine. I love the way that you are. There you are. So there it is. All, all of the uh, genuine uh, music coming from five-time now Grammy Award-winning artist John Baptiste. So anyway, CBS this morning was all revolving around this theme of Gail King praising every artist not of white persuasion, by the way. No, nobody could be white in that whole Grammy thing. Remember, this is the award ceremony, so it's the woke and broke uh, music industry deciding that they're going to go ahead and patronize and what they're going to reward. They reward that. They reward the silk, whatever this is, with Bruno Mars and then Olivia Rodrigo. All three of these people, no doubt, in my opinion, have sold their souls uh, to the devil. By the way, uh, Gail King was surprisingly disappointed when John Baptiste uh, had married a woman, not a man. You could see the disappointment oh. in her face. Yeah, She's very cool. upset. Yeah, she was really interested in in Batiste being either, you know, married to another man or being in a partnership, not a relationship. That wasn't cool to her. It was. Oh. You could tell that it wasn't cool that Batiste had married a good-looking um, person of the opposite sex to him. You know, oh. that it didn't go with her. No, they didn't like that. A woman too, if I'm not mistaken. <gasps> she is a white yes she is a white woman too no gail king was not happy with that but she loved the music she loved the music but uh, uh go ahead and play uh, go ahead and play that uh, a little segment there on the transgender counselor with the gay interviewer of cbs this morning with together with cecil jackson um this poor guy that i sort of felt sorry for cecil at the end because uh I knew that he was an actor, but I didn't realize how much he was acting. I'm like, dude, you're doing great B-movie sides. You're going to be great on a Netflix. You're going to see Cecil Jackson. You should see the tears that he sheds, Eric, in the middle of this. He literally wipes his tear. Look at me. Look, you guys see me on Rock Off Talk TV? He wipes his, <laughs> his tear. Watch, Dad. Watch, watch, Dad. He goes like this, and then he goes like this. He wipes. He does that knuckle wipe with it left okay. and the right. You got. You got to see this. All right, uh, go ahead. Shoot, Eric. Let's uh, let's 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 roll tape. An estimated two and a half million adults in this country suffer from an anxiety disorder known as agoraphobia. Now it causes people to stay home to avoid situations that could trigger a panic attack, like traveling. 
Our lead national correspondent, David Bagnos, with us now to share one man's remarkable journey as he takes steps, huge steps to overcome his agoraphobia. David, you don't use the word remarkable very often. You know how I you found go. the story. You know how you always say to me, David, I don't how know where you, you yeah. find how the story. How did you find it? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know. That does sound yeah. like you. People at home are going, yeah, we know. Yeah, this story came to us. Two months ago, we did a story about a news anchor in New Orleans who left her job for a major life change. And in that story, she said something which inspired a Houston, Texas man to write to us. He said that his agoraphobia had him colorfully living but silently suffering. And after six years of therapy, the last two of which have been really intense, he said, David, I am finally ready to confront some of my biggest fears. Hi, David. I watched your segment with Karen Swenson. I am inspired. What struck me most was when she spoke about her husband's cancer diagnosis. Quote, when he was diagnosed. We look for the person who beat it. When he passed, I look for the widow who was still smiling. That was so powerful. I'm a 35-year-old Houstonian and I suffer from agoraphobia. I seemingly lead a normal life as a local store manager, but no one knows that I haven't traveled beyond a one-mile radius from my home in over 10 years. My childhood was extremely limited due to my mother suffering with agoraphobia, and my adult years have been no difference since my diagnosis at the age of 19. You just read that on national television. How does that feel? It feels freeing. Finish the sentence for me. For me, agoraphobia is... For me, agoraphobia is prison. The best way that I can describe it is feeling like I'm living in a glass box. Um, like there are walls and boundaries that I cannot get past. Um, and when I, and if I attempt to, or when I do, I literally feel as though I'm going to die. You work across the street from your house. I do. You eat across the street. I do. Tell me some of the things you've missed. All of my sister's graduations, uh, my niece's graduation, tons of birthday celebrations, um, two grandmother's funerals, my sister's wedding. She sends me an email right as she's about to walk down the aisle. <clears throat> In the email, she said, uh, I know that you will be here. I'm sorry, I haven't it's talked okay. about this. Okay. Cecil found an online lecture from Dr. Karen Cassidy, the owner of the Chicago-based Anxiety Treatment Center. This year, he emailed her. While I have never met you, it became clear that you understand some of the challenges that many of us face. Hey, Eric, stop. I want to reclaim stop, my life. Dr. Cassidy arranged for a Houston therapist to treat Cecil. Dr. Cassidy is a man. <laughs> you can't see it, but Dr. Cassidy is a man. It, it looks literally, like Ronald like, McDonald. It, it threatens, yeah, it threatens every part of you. Let's continue through this. Just listen to this. Just listen. I think it's important that for our audience, for them to listen to it audibly. Go ahead. With online sessions. You have given us a list of things that you would like to do. Absolutely. Not things that we've asked you or pressured you to do. Correct. But he was not prepared for what we had up our sleeve. Meeting Dr. Cassidy for the first time in person. You are the bravest man I know right now. <laughs> I've been so excited oh to see my. you. I'm going to be your exposure coach today oh. when you're practicing. She flew to Houston at our invitation so to guide him on this big day. Tell her what you'd like to do. 
So um, I'd like to go to my therapist's office. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to ride an escalator. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to the grocery store. Part of Dr. Cassidy's therapy would be to provoke Cecil's anxiety by intentionally hyperventilating. That this is done to get him used to the sensation of panic and learn that he can handle it and teach his body to not respond with panic attacks. Okay, all right, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Let me see. You're coming out of not being in anything for the last two years, three years, or I don't know. The guy has basically missed out on life. He doesn't even know who his family is anymore. He's such an agoraphobic, okay? And if you look to look at him, there's no way a man living in this type of environment with these type of trendy things, including the very cool, cool uh, clothes that he has around him, could have been that agoraphobic down that you you aren't like seriously it doesn't make any sense whatsoever that's why i know this guy's a paid actor and so you're going to bring this guy out and the first person he's going to see is a transgender and the woman she's carrying it like she's got something bigger than me you know what i'm saying Uh, she's walking down the street derek you're, you're you're seeing what i'm seeing right look at the way she's marching down the street what do you think is going to happen old cecil here Okay, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Continue to roll tape there. Go ahead. Step into the heat. Okay. And to discover you can take it, okay? I'm willing to do difficult things. So where's the first place we're going, Cecil? So the first place we're going to go is to the mall. We're going to ride an escalator. He was last on the <gasps> The first place he goes to, the first place that Cecil goes to, is the mall, and the first store he visits is Dick's. <sighs> I'm not making this up, folks. This is literally programmatic thinking that's going on. Cecil gets taken to the mall and goes directly to Dick's Sporting Goods. Continue. Order to push through fantastic you are acing this what did you feel um the sweaty palms the dizziness the um the sensitivity to light i think i stood there for like three minutes talking to or two minutes talking yes. to you. Yeah. sensitivity to light was he in a cave what is going on <laughs> well serious like let's stop right stop 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 eric stop please please stop this ridiculousness this guy is such an agoraphobic, he does not even know what agoraphobia is. He doesn't know the first thing about agoraphobia. My sensitivity to light, uh, the first time I'm seeing people. Like, this guy is acting. This is being sold on exactly zero people, uh, zero thinking people, I should say. Zero people who think. I, yeah, that's the right phrasing. This is a complete and total put on, folks. By a gay interviewee together with a transgender, quote-unquote, counsel. Let's continue. Uh, this is great. He is doing so It's amazing. It's amazing to be here. Lines overwhelmed him. Even the smallest purchase was a big accomplishment. Yes, 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 yes. Cecil was telling us earlier how some people will look at him and think, I don't see anything wrong with him. He looks totally fine. And I, in the store, had that moment where I was like, are you sure you're nervous? Because you look totally fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that is so typical. What we see is that when people have a panic attack, usually they're the only one who notices. And unless you know someone well and you know there's a tell, like they get still or quiet, you wouldn't know. This is okay. The next one is the real. Biggie. (laughs) 
Yeah. Right. That's the therapist's office? Right. If he can get to his therapist's office, that means he could have future appointments in person. So you're ready to hyperventilate? Okay, one, okay. two, three. And just keep doing it until you feel weird and then we'll start the car. Keep going, really exhale hard until you get really weird feeling. Okay, so what's your anxiety level right now? Yeah, how are you doing right now? Um, I am, it's actually coming down pretty quickly. Um, okay, that, that tells me something really good, which is your body's already starting to lose its automatic oh no reaction. Five minutes later, he arrived at the therapist's office and wanted to go inside and even say hello. The next day, he went back by himself. My prayer has been to be seen. Um, to be seen. To be seen. Oh, yeah. I think that sometimes when you suffer, you feel like nobody sees you. When you deal with agoraphobia, people write you off and you're often hidden in the shadows. We see you, Cecil. We see you. Thank you. This story is a reminder that wow. there are in invisible monsters that people fight to conquer every single day. And just know he's been in years of therapy. He was ready to take that risk. He was at the end of his therapy road mm. and ready to jump off that proverbial diving board. I like Bravo Karen season. saying step into the heat. That's mm. right. It's good to remember. When you sat down, we said, are we going to cry today, David? And you said, no, you're going to want to stand up and cheer. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Well done. Well done, David. Thank you so yes. much. And congratulations to him. Weird. Eddie, you might not want to reconnect. We don't have your audio. We've got your visual. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the reasons I do not watch uh, the CBS Morning Channel, <laughs> yeah, among, was, I imagine, many others. Yeah, I was wow. just telling Eddie, I, I, I actually watched that. I, I skipped that this morning. You know, I was getting my house together or whatever, but I usually watch CBS because they're the worst and kind of most hateful of the... Yeah of the mainstream news. And then locally I watch channel four for the same reason because oh boy. Insanely Eric, weird. you're, you're, you really like to abuse yourself. Well, you know, Oh yeah, we got me? you now, Eddie. We got okay, you now, Eddie. All right, let me plug back in. I have been trying to talk for like the last five minutes here. There's so much good stuff. All right. Yeah, we got the whole, we, watched, we, we got the whole video. So. All right. Just hear me. Yep. yep. Yeah, we got Okay. Did you notice that they literally said he hasn't seen the doctor in years? And he says, well, he's been seeing the doctor for the entire time. Right. Right. Did right, you notice right. that you guys caught that right? So Total acting. And then he <laughs> didn't have an adaptive environment, which means he seems so normal. And she's like, Oh, that's so common. Okay. Like the whole thing is completely contrived and concocted. It's this is what goes on every day. Doesn't matter if it's CBS, ABC, NBC. This is literally made to order TV because they're trying, they're working on you, they're working on your kids, they're working on your families. They want to create some sort of normative behavior out of the biggest abnormalities that are out there. Folks, it's a full court press on you and your family in an attempt to go ahead and do it. I don't care if it's drag queen story hour or trying to get some gay guy interviewing some black guy with a transgender quote unquote counselor. I mean, it is happening 24 seven. They can't stop it. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. 
Did, did they say he went when back I saw the it, next day all on his own? He went back the next day all on his own. Like if he was, was like some sort of catastrophic agoraphobia that takes multiple desensitizing events. I mean, uh, uh, the thing is, is nobody is familiar with any of this stuff. It turns into a victimization sort of justification for anybody else who wants to go ahead and adopt this excuse. Dowd, you could say tomorrow, I'm an agoraphobic. I can never come again. I can never speak to you again. And uh, I would have to pay you for the rest of my life. This is what essentially. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ADA. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is these are the things that are going to fall under exactly that. This is how screwed up of a world that we live in right now, folks. So this is why this is important. I apologize for the very long opening here in this second hour, but I think it's incumbent and important upon every single person out there to understand what the media is doing to you. From a woke perspective, Black Lives Matter. I've got my kid turning around and telling me Black Lives Matter all the time. I'm like, why are you saying that? Where are you getting that from? It's the type of media that he's exposed to. Same thing. If you have something that's happening in your family and you have no explanation for it, I have an explanation. It doesn't matter how much or how little you're doing it. The TikTok stuff, same thing. It's programming you, your children, anybody else who's getting any sort of social media. And I'm going to take this a step further. Uh, uh, Excuse me, uh, Eric, if you wouldn't mind queuing it up. Let's go and talk about the biggest social media of all. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you and I'm going to call you out. You cannot be a conservative and be on Facebook. Let me repeat this to you. If you are a registered Republican and you can consider yourself a, a conservative, you cannot be on Facebook. Now, all you Trump supporters are going to absolutely love me again. Once and for all, here it is, Dow. They're, they're finally going to love All right, he clicked, his, clicked himself off of there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I, I thought I only lost America. This is going to no, be... No, no, no. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear yep, me? Yep, you're oh. good. You're good. Okay. All right. Let me, you guys can still hear me, right? So I got to grab this. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eric, I want you to play this. Okay. I've, I've got shows for days now for the whole week based upon this information. I, you know what the thing about stepping away from the, uh, the, the, the radio stations, stepping away from Albuquerque is getting so much perspective that you can finally figure out like what the hell's going on. This is a Citizens United movie that I need for you guys to all pay attention to. Okay. Rent it, pay attention. I sent it to doubt a little bit earlier. Okay. And I didn't realize this and I started doing all the research. I'm like, oh, this is just another one of those movies that's out there. Uh, cue that up if you wouldn't mind the promo for all of this. Because I want you to understand it's social media, it's uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, and it's these quasi conservative quasi-conservative hosts that are out there. God, this is amazing. I'm doing this show right across the street from where Route 91 took a place. Like, this is really something today here on 4422, right? 4422 on Route 91. I think this is kind of an amazing thing. But I want you guys to understand that Citizens United and this promo for this particular thing is something that each and every one needs to pay attention to. Okay, because there was a huge reaction towards Donald Trump and what we were trying to achieve in this here country. Okay, and it continues to be the thing that continues to hold them back on them fully taking us over. Unfortunately, Donald Trump will never be able to go ahead and take the helm again here for this uh, for this this great country. 
is going to have to find somebody else. It's just not going to work. But there is something here to this in this rig 2020. Uh, Dowd, excuse me, uh, Eric, cue it up. Dowd, listen in for the rig 2020 uh, movie by Citizens United, please. Roll tape. Rolling. On the day that he was inaugurated, the Washington Post had an article on impeaching him. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. They had an absolute legitimate meltdown. If you try to change a system that big, the system fights back. The story behind the biggest election takeover in history. We're only now being able to finally confirm exactly how this worked. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife are donating more money to local governments ahead of the election. The $100 million on top of a $300 million gift. The most money any individual has ever spent to win a presidential campaign in the history of our country. I actually became infuriated that someone had allowed Zuckerberg to tip the scale. The election was bought way before Election Day. They stole it fair and square. They changed the voting rules in the middle of the game. A nation divided. This was the greatest billionaire assault on election integrity we've ever seen. A billionaire-funded plot against the president. Do you believe that they used the COVID emergency as an excuse to pull this partisan voter turnout operation? Am I allowed to give you a one-word answer? Yes. It was really a partial takeover of the election system. I don't think we have to blame China or voting machines. I think we can look straight in the eye of Mark Zuckerberg, and that's why Joe Biden won. That's what this was. A corrupt, democratic voter turnout operation. You had them putting their own personnel in to actually run the election in places. You had an entire Democratic Party petrified that Joe Biden was going to be outspent, outboxed by Trump. Rigged. It was a rigged election. People have to find out what happened. Good stuff. I think that gets released, if I'm not mistaken. That'll get released uh, in two days. Tomorrow? Okay, so it'll be tomorrow. Um, I think it's something that we have to pay attention to because nothing else will matter in this country insofar as your involvement in social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Insta, and uh, Facebook are the same exact things. Uh, let's also um, not forget, um, I would also include Rumble in that. I will also include uh, things like um what else doubt? I mean, I don't even know all the, in, the, the other pages that are out there. If you have yeah. any involvement in any social media whatsoever, you are ultimately going to succumb to groupthink. That's exactly what is happening with these algorithms, folks. And don't tell me about some sort of conservative social media because it would have already been invented. It would have already had been invented. That election was stolen. The information is coming out. I'm looking at the amount of money that Mark Zuckerberg spent. Nobody but nobody spent more money on the 2020 election than where you placed all your money. Remember what they said that won the election for Donald Trump? What'd they say? Facebook. They said Facebook. That he got to hold those algorithms. Nothing could be further from the truth. Talk radio won it for him. Talk radio won it for him. That's what won it for him. 
we got to take a quick break. Uh, we got to wrap the hour uh, as well. We got to run a long commercial set, but folks are working on you all the time, all the time. Doesn't matter where you go, what you do. They're constantly working on your brains. And if you don't know what your values are, if you don't know, I'm echoing, uh, Eric, I'm echoing. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what you pressed there. But if, if you don't know what your values are, what you believe, and what your political uh, uh, directives are, you will succumb to the left. There is no doubt about it. That's all it takes. Okay? And conservatives, you got to stop attacking people like me and other people who are truth tellers. Sorry for your uh, Christianity and sorry for all of your social justice uh, justifications on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But honestly, if I know that you're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I really don't want to have anything to do with you because we can see absolutely clearly everything. VigilantCitizen.com is the website that you all want to go to, ladies and gentlemen. Take a look at the reports uh, that are on there. They're simply amazing. Uh, a couple of uh, quick texts from coming. Uh, listening to the Houston man who overcame agoraphobia on one day occurred to me that he could also be cured of his homosexual perversion in one day as well. Very funny. Uh, Eddie, remember 12 12 2012 the calendar said that was the end end of what i'm taking down my fake page thanks they kept shutting me down because my real facebook uh name because it's sarcastic let's see a trans therapist who provides therapy to it Ooh, i like the uh it that's pretty good uh let's see the 322 is Illuminati. The Breaking Bad house address is 322 near the country club. Laverne Cox is a drag queen hosted the E! Red Carpet e -red. Countdown show. And another drag queen hosted the E! After Party show the Academy Awards were on. I did not know that. Thank you for that. Eddie, absolutely amazing. Everybody's talking about the Hunter Biden and the laptop and his corruption. I'm sure they bring charges against him and it will sue me way soon before 2024. So daddy can pardon him. The Biden's walk out with no accountability, just a big pardon. How many of you guys actually think the Biden's going to make it to the end? I have not given it any thought. Numerology, you may not believe it, but the global power structure does. It has the same effect like politics. You may not have interest in it, but the politics has an interest in you. And regarding the TikTok, Max Hedrum predicted it. There was a fast BLP avert for the zigzag company that made guys head explode. So, and then finally, they aren't getting to me. I like truth no matter how dirty it is. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Let's hit the top of the hour. News right here in the Kiva Hour 3. You and me and the Dow 3000 makes three. We'll do that when we return on AM600 KIVABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com. Broadcasting live from the MGM Hotel in the background is the Mandalay Bay. I'm pointing right now, Dow, as you can see, to uh, floors 28 through 30. 32, uh, the biggest shooting massacre in the history of this country happening right there and yet undiscovered uh, thanks to Sheriff Lombardo and his crew for protecting the uh, Saudis and then some uh, for what happened. In fact, that's the uh, big thing that Alex Jones talks about all the time. We'll hit uh, hour three uh, when we return. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, ain't love a kick in the head.
attractive fellow once said, ain't that a kick in the head? I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road. When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load. If you're going to win a muckamack with me, you can ride. And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside. He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand. And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. Everywhere, man, I've been everywhere, man. Man, I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Baron, Quilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere. Everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Houston, Texas, Canada, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chickapoo, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled at my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Lombabaka, Shepherdville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Coastal, Rockland, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellicoe, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, Sea, Guadalupe. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel like I have my share, man. I've been everywhere. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Uragon. That's Johnny Cash on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Don't forget, you can uh, check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. How about downloading our apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and subscribing for less than 20 cents a day at rockoftalk.chat. Boy, I, I'm telling you, we're loaded for bear. We've been everywhere, and we'll continue to be everywhere. Uh, we are on AM 1600, uh, but hey, better yet, com, and trying to get us uh, wherever you possibly can worldwide, world, oh yeah, mean gene. We've covered uh, minimum wage, we've covered uh, paper straws, uh, the coolest pools in all of uh, Las Vegas, also a little bit of unions, we dabbled a little bit of that in uh, the state of Nevada, 96% of the employees, we also covered tipping. Folks, <clears throat> we're dead set against tipping. Do not tip. Do not tip these people, folks. They don't need to be tipped. They got to do a whole lot more than your 15, 20, 25 percent, uh, etc. Than just like these people have better pensions and better healthcare systems and taking care of you than anybody else uh, out there. 
Nevada is becoming bluer. There is no housing in the state of Nevada. There's now a lottery bid now for homes. Uh, it's next to impossible to find one. And then uh, everyone out there who has a hustle, um, uh, we're get, before we get to the new high is being straight, Dowd's got a write-up, uh, which you can get directly at uh, rockoftalk.chat. I want to make sure that we get that video from the CBS this morning, where the only thing that they play is uh, Copeland's uh, little piece, the... I don't know what it is, but uh, fanfare the Charles for Carlson. the common man. Yes, there it is. Fanfare. Uh, that's, it's that and masterpiece theater. Those are the only two white things that are actually apropos anymore. Everything else is. Uh, I don't know. You, you can't play anything else. Is that, uh, is that is that the case? It's it's crazy. Even J.K. Rowling has to be woke going forward. I mean, literally anything that has anything at all to do with white culture. You've got masterpiece theater where it's supposed to be 9 p.m. on a Sunday night. We'll reserve that for white people. And uh, it, when do white people become extinct? Out. I'd like to know that. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, that's an end. Uh, we're doing a good job. No, the birth rate's very low. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think you guys are uh, very soon. But make sure that you get that uh, link posted for CBS uh, Morning News so everybody can see that transgender piece. You got a gay man with a transgender counselor together with a woke black man who all actors, by the way, all actors and actresses. I don't know. Do you call a transgender woman, uh, woman or man? I don't know. I don't want to get it wrong. So we'll just say we will include it all underneath that umbrella. But that's an important video for everybody to watch. It's a uh, a little bit of media schooling, uh, if you will. But Dowdy, you got a good write up uh, here this afternoon on the uh, Monday release to kick off the week. Ah, gracias, sir. Uh, and of course, tomorrow we will be covering the new Oreo commercial. I just saw it before we went to air. It is about a young uh, Asian man breaking the news to his grandmother that he is, in fact, a homosexual. And, and when you think about, you know, fun cookies, you buy the, the kids cookies, you know, you like a good Oreo, you dunk it in the milk. You really want to think about people's sexual practices. That's directly, uh, directly related, uh, you know, to... Dowd, uh, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Oreos is I think of Asian homos. So, oh, always, yeah. 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 Margaret, I Margaret, I see Oreo, and immediately Margaret Cho comes to mind. Yes, one of our many, many unfunny female comedians in this country. But that's a whole other subject. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are stuck in the 70s. We've got inflation, okay? We've got kind of not a lot of great things to watch or listen to in, in terms of our culture. And we may have the windfall profits tax. Now, uh, technically, this was signed by uh, uh, President Jimmy Carter. I know a lot of you young ones might not uh, remember James Earl Carter, the alleged uh, nuclear engineer, uh, peanut farmer, uh, sanctimonious uh, preening prig, basically. He served for one term as president of the United States, head of the executive branch. Uh, he was elected in November 1976. Uh, he was de-elected uh, in November 1980, leaving office in January of 1981. But before Jimmy Carter left office, he signed what was called the Windfall Profits Tax. It was not really technically a profits tax, but an excise tax. Basically, it established a system whereby federal bureaucrats determined what the right price for a barrel of oil was to be. Not the marketplace, not you, the, the consumer, and not an oil company, the producer, uh, and then the various middlemen that, that come through and, and uh, you know effect, effectuate that transaction upstream, downstream, midstream. No, it was federal bureaucrats because they really know what the price of oil should 
B. Well, it turns out that the windfall profits tax, the excise tax, was a disaster. And I actually referenced in this piece available at rockoftalk.chat, less than 20 cents a day, uh, a 2006 report by the Congressional Research Service, which is not any kind of right-wing entity at all. They said that the taxes rolled, uh, the windfall profits tax, in increasing dependence on imported oil. That's not what they wanted it to do. Distorting resource use in the energy markets and the economy, that's not what the designers wanted it to do, as well as the administrative and compliance burden of the tax bill, that's not something that the people behind the windfall profits tax ever thought about. Uh, they all, all these disadvantages played a role in repeal. Uh, Ronnie Reagan, our, uh, our Republican president elected in 1980, in 1988 signed a repeal of the windfall profits tax. Barry Obama, the Messiah himself, the savior of America, talked a good game about bringing back the windfall profits tax. He abandoned it as soon as he took office. Even Barry Obama didn't want to reimpose this disastrous tax. Uh, the, the great thing about the uh, my report, it has, a, it has a, uh, a clip, a little screen capture from the revenue projections for the windfall profits tax and how that it, uh, the windfall profits tax over a 10-year period brought in exactly 20% of the revenue they thought it would. 80% less in terms of they, the revenue they thought that they would harvest from this tax. Uh, it was a, an across-the-board failure. And I will give, I, as much as it pains me to say, I will give one of Jeffrey Epstein's buddies, Larry Summers, who is as establishment a figure as you will ever meet. He graduated, he has degrees from MIT and Harvard. Uh, he was a scholar at the London School of Economics. He worked at the World Bank. Uh, he worked, of course, in the for the US Department of the Treasury. He was the uh, President's Obama Executive Office of the President's National Economic Council. He ran that. You don't get more mainstream, swamp-dwelling, Washington, East Coast elitist than Larry Summers. And uh, last week he told Bloomberg, quote, that the president should stop all talks, all talk of windfall profits taxes as the single most important thing Biden can do to incentivize oil companies. Let them know that a windfall profits tax is dead on arrival and he won't sign it. Now, I don't know, Joe Biden doesn't even know what windfall profits tax is. Joe Biden probably doesn't know where he is right now. So I don't know where his uh, where his handlers stand on this. Unfortunately, I do know where a hell of a lot of Democrats in the uh, national legislature stand. You've got people from California, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, all states all across the fruited plain. They want their windfall profits tax. Uh, we know it was a failure and they don't care. They still want it. Now, why does New Mexico care about this at all? Well, we happen to be the country's second producer of uh, crude petroleum, crude oil. Number two, after Texas, we we we, we surged ahead of North uh, North Dakota, uh, up the, the Bakken uh, big reservoir up there. A funny thing happened. You're not used to hearing me talk about good economic outcomes for New Mexico because they're really, really are very rarely good good economic outcomes from New Mexico. We, our oil industry, after taking a couple of shots in those early months of the coronavirus when our idiot governor locked us down, demand started to come back. We have such a rich resource base, primarily down in the Permian, far from Albuquerque, down in the southeast corner, that our oil production began to re recover fairly quickly. And it actually put us into the number two slot nationally. We, we, as I said, we jumped ahead of uh, North Dakota. We have now had experienced seven straight months where we've produced over 40 million barrels a month, seven months in a row. We are doing very, very well. And more importantly than just oil production, which 
we need more of globally to, sh to make our gas prices go down is our oil producing regions, primarily in our three counties, uh, Lee County, Eddy County, and San Juan County. In the last year, I've used the state's own employment data. We have seen unemployment rate, the unemployment rates in those three oil producing counties just be cut to hell. 30, between 35 and 40% reduction in the unemployment rate over the last 12 months in those hydrocarbon heavy um, uh, uh, counties. So the people who need the jobs the most are getting jobs because of this great oil boom. We don't need a windfall profits tax. We certainly don't need a federal windfall profits tax to be reimposed as it was in 1980 and hurt the industry and hurt investment and hurt employment, particularly when we have the southeast corner and the northwest corner uh, doing so well. Uh, unemployment rates falling significantly more. Eddie, I did a little comparison of uh, the three most populous counties. So I looked at uh, what Bernalillo, Santa Fe, and Doña Ana County. Unemployment has been cut in our hydrocarbon counties by a higher rate than it was in our most populous counties. They're the they're the peak in terms of cutting our unemployment figures. We're doing very well. The windfall profits tax being pushed by lefties, idiots. It's like Elizabeth Warren would do tremendous damage to oil. It's something we all need to care about because so much of our tax revenue at the state level comes from the oil and gas industry. All of our taxes would be higher. Our income tax, our GRT, we'd be paying higher taxes if it wasn't for the oil and gas industry. Uh, folks, it is so – this is such a dumb idea that I, I went online. I searched extensively. I can't find any evidence that Martin Heinrich, the most the ultimate ecochondriac – soy boy, end is nigh, climate emergency, he is not supporting the reimposition of the windfall profits tax. Unfortunately, a lot of other Democrats are. There's a Democrat in the White House. I don't know where the, what the future holds, but this is a threat we all need to be aware of. This would be very, very bad for our state, and uh, we need to uh, oppose it in good numbers, in great strength. Good stuff, Dowd. As always, you're on top of it like nobody else. And uh, you can get all the writing directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Uh, this is the type of stuff you should be sharing with uh, you and yours and everybody that you know at work, if you even go to work. Does anybody go to work? Or maybe with your uh, pot, uh, pot smoking uh, friends and fellas, uh, if you will. Well, Andy, uh, I, just add, uh, I do sure. at the beginning of the month, I make, one, I make one of my pieces available without the paywall. This is my one piece a month for this the month of april it is available free rockoftalk.chat but the rest of them this month folks they ain't going to be free so take a look you read what you can read all the time if you come into the kiva as a subscriber less than 20 cents yeah and you'll literally get something that nobody else is talking about and publishing or even thinking about and uh well, we started uh, anew, and uh, I don't know if we got some uh, some music pumping in to the Kiva. Do we get some, uh, uh, Eric? You, you you pumping in some Cascade? Oh yeah. So what's really big here in Vegas? Uh is uh, a lot of house, uh, EDM music, uh, things like that. And, and I have to say that uh, it might get a bad, no pun intended, rap 
Uh, but it's anything but ramp. It's a lot of like good vibes, high energy music. Uh, sitting here at the MGM Grand, you have, uh, and we'll talk more about the MGM Grand tomorrow. My second day here. Uh, this is an important broadcast for us because we're running some other tests. Uh, I'm I'm coming to you on 5G services today. I'm not even on a wireless. I'm on 5G services, so which is uh, pretty good. But <clears throat> the guy that you hear right now is a guy by the name of Cascade. And Dowd, I, I know that you'll appreciate this because uh, you're, if I'm not mistaken, MGTOW, is that correct? MGTOW. Okay. okay, so uh, if you don't mind turning it down for a second, Eric, let me talk a little bit about what straight, straight edge living is, okay? Straight edge is something that's advocated by Cascade, who does a lot of house music, who does a lot of EDM and trance and all that stuff. And I know that, uh, Eric, you know who Cascade is, right? I never heard of him. Okay. And uh, how about, uh, thank you. Uh, good, good, great job. See, I like that. You want to talk about truth and broadcasting? I literally throw out a guy and Eric's like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> he could have played along and acted like and wiki did. Uh, and then uh, there, there's Steve Aoki. Uh, who is the son of uh, Benny Hanna fame? You might know Benny Hanna as the famous uh, steakhouse, Asian steakhouse, uh, coming from Newport Beach. I remember eating at Benny Hanna in Newport Beach, the original Benny Hanna in Newport Beach, where Steve Aoki uh, went. Uh, by the way, Steve Aoki has his, uh, I know him, I met him, uh, interesting, some time ago. He's 44, I want to say 44, 45 years of age. Um, believe it or not, um, he was like a badminton champion. And uh, he hangs out with, um, was it Dan Bilzerian? And, and uh, he also hangs out with, um, you know, all the skater guys and everything. But he's a son of Benny Hanna fame out of Newport Beach. And he became a big, how, you know who Steve Aoki is, right, Eric? Don't know him either. Wow. Here we go. Two for two here. Uh, yeah. So he is uh, one of the resident guys who performs here. All right. So finally, the third guy is Martin Barracks. M-A-R-T-I-N Barracks. Eric, does that ring a bell? That's three for three. You got me. <laughs> wow. It is absolute uh, truth in broadcasting here. Okay. So the first of those is a guy... And what's really interesting about these guys is they're all into electronic digital music, okay? And um, Cascade is a big advocate for what's called straight-edge living. So when you hear this kind of crazy music, people are up until 5, 6, 7 a.m., you know, Miami, Vegas, you know, the cosmopolitan places. Um, this, this is something that Cascade is a big advocate for and I'm going to relate this back to pot in just a moment because this is important because generally we associate drug culture with music culture. Now, I'm a father of two. The last thing I want is my kids on drugs. And the first thing I want them to do is to be able to do everything that's cool. I used to skate. I was a big time skater, really into Steve Caballero. By the way, uh, Steve Caballero of Pal Peralta fame. Um, there's an important uh, movie. I believe it's out tomorrow and Wednesday. And it's called The Case for Heaven. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Eric, have you heard of that? No, I don't know that one. Okay, so it's a Fathom event. You guys can catch it tomorrow and Wednesday. So I hope that you guys get out there. I'm going to try and catch it Wednesday with my kids, pick them up from school after the show on Wednesday. I'm going to go see. But Steve Caballero, Caballero, 
uh, Pal Peralta. You might remember Christian Hasoy. He was outside of that. And then there was Steve Cavallaro, Tony Hawk, Lance Mountain. Who was the other uh, Pal Peralta Skull and Bones group? Um, They're pretty good. It's called Bone Skateboards. Tony Hawk, uh, Lance Mountain, Steve Cavallaro. God, I, I can't remember any. It's just so far back in the day. But this Cascade guy is into Straight Edge, which was established by a hardcore punk band called Minor Threat. Okay, but it's emerged as this sort of lifestyle, similar to the MGTOW, but not revolving around sex. It is um, a variety of beliefs associated with the movement, including vegetarianism, animal rights, and abstinence, abstinence from alcohol, nicotine, drugs. It has also has a lot to do with uh, absence of promiscuous sex. Okay. Uh, the more radical adherents doubt uh, have abstinence from caffeine, period. Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty serious. So, Cascade is a big advocate for all this. And what's funny is Cascade's image and Aoki's image is everywhere here in Sin City. You want to talk about the big, you know, you know, house music, gatherings, all, all the good music. I mean, it's it's really good. I love it. Uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday and he was like, he's just, he's been in EDM forever. But one of the things that immediately came to mind is like, how does that music thrive in a place like this where there's nothing but good vibes? And then every corner that you turn there's people who are smoking pot doing drugs i don't know i think we're the 10th state if i'm not mistaken down new mexico is now the 10th state that's established legalized marijuana oh i think it's more than that is it more people are pushing back against legalized marijuana like you can't believe here in the state of nevada they don't like it if you're in a cab going up and down the strip there's all these people who are literally smoking pot they're smoking pot folks and you can smell it everywhere top to bottom there is not a place that you can't turn a, a, a road you go up a casino you're not about to enter that you can't smoke pot i didn't even know what smoke what pot really smelled like and it makes it impossible to navigate not to mention you can't be on the roads the cabbies are upset about it everyone's upset about legalized pot here in the, in, uh, in the state of nevada dowd uh new mexico is i think one of 18 apparently yeah, we're, we're recreational in 18 states now. Yeah, We're ruining our state. We're literally ruining the state of New Mexico. We celebrated more than $4 million over the weekend in our inaugural. Yep, that's what they reporting. Let's just say we keep up with that level of purchasing going forward. $4 million for every weekend through 52 will give us... Roughly like what, 215, 220 million? Yeah, yeah. Essentially a spaceport every year. We'd be able to build a spaceport based upon the money that comes from marijuana. Dowd sent me an article that he sent me a picture of a guy. I don't know. He might as well be from Espanol as far as I'm concerned. In a Raiders cap, bro. He's in a Raiders cap over there. <sighs> celebrating the fact that we finally have legalized weed legalized weed in my opinion is going to be the death of new mexico and let me tell you why 
We already don't think enough. We already don't work enough. We already eat too much. Think of every single thing that we're already on now magnified. And think about a culture that's completely and totally understanding about or and, and enabling that level of quote unquote non-economic activity. Doubt, uh, I'll let you make the case first. Is it more just a public perception thing? Why do you think that you are now against, despite being for years and years and years, there needs to be no war on drugs. People are left to their own devices. We shouldn't bail them out. What, why do you think that New Mexico is not ready? Uh, Eddie, you know, you, you and I have disagreed in a very, very friendly way about this. And I, I certainly philosophically, I haven't changed my views at all. But sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, and, and I haven't I, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm not I'm not endorsing re re recriminalization. But the there was a uh, the Las Cruces Sun News, the paper down there, did an online 24 image album on their website of all the people who waited till midnight to get into this pot shop in Las Cruces, literally the line went beyond the, the picture itself uh, off, off the frame. And there's a picture of, I don't think it was the first one. It might've been the second one. He's there uh, with the Raiders cap. He's got his arms up. This is the greatest day of his life. He can buy legal weed. And why I respected your position, Eddie, and, and not gotten any kind of violent disagreement with you is because I think your opposition comes from a completely genuine and deeply felt place, which is New Mexico is such a self-destructive state, uh, making it easier for people to be more self-destructive. And, you know, a lot of people abuse marijuana. I'm sure there are people out there who use it once every three or four weeks, and it's not a big deal, but a whole lot of people do their wake and bake. Uh, I felt so sorry and repulsed by this man who it was the greatest day of his life, throwing the arms up. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I, I was actually able to stay up till midnight till 1201 to go to the legal weed shop. And what shocked me, Eddie, and I looked at pictures that other media accounts, you know, I read all the, the papers in New Mexico, a couple dozen of them, and so many were, were covering legal weed. It's almost like the reporters just couldn't wait for, for April 1st to show up. I, I kind of wish they were out covering, you know, real stories and all the way that government in New Mexico's screwing you over, but they don't care about that. They were really excited about legal weed. And what just shocked me so much, Eddie, was the pictures are just overwhelmingly of middle-aged guys who should be the leaders of our society. Uh, they, they should be working hard. They should be uh, the visionaries. Uh, you know, you're a big advocate of the, the male leading the family, and that's how it's been for hundreds of thousands of years in our, our species. Uh, I think I think you happen to be right, even though I'm, I'm not a father myself. Um, it just shocked me the sheer number, the, the percentage of all these images. And I understand that it's just, you know, a couple of snapshots of a moment in time. But to see so many men, uh, and men who were at a point, these weren't 19 year old punks, although maybe I saw one or two. They seem to be a lot of really middle aged men who really need to be the cornerstone of our society. They need to be the head of their household. They need to be in their prime earning years. Uh, they need to be at the peak of their career or at the peak of, of, of running their business. Uh, the natural leaders, what were the natural leaders in most societies all throughout time. And I was just shocked that the, the example of that guy throwing up his arms, but many more pictures of men. There was one in the Albuquerque Journal, a, a similar kind of middle-aged guy with the stupidest childish grin on his face at the counter. Uh, just again, another person who, who, who was just so overwhelmingly celebratory about now he can buy legal weed. Uh, is this the society we want, ladies and gentlemen? I think philosophically, I still oppose the government regulating what you put in your body. But boy, uh, a couple days into this, 
Uh, some of my worst fears are being realized, and I think that again, I can agree with where, where, with Eddie's where where Eddie is coming coming from, and um, maybe maybe in time I'll come around all the way. But let me tell you, early on, I'm not liking what I see. Yeah, I think uh, I'm posting a uh, little thing on rockoftalk.tv. It says right here, this hotel uses advanced smoking detection sensor that monitor and detect tobacco smoke and marijuana smoke. Uh, no, they don't because that technology actually doesn't exist. A $1,000 fee will be added to your room if detected. Contact guest services for details. Um, you can threaten these people, and the last thing that they care about is any sort of penalty. They don't care about consequences. They don't care about what happens to them, their families, themselves, most of all. Let's look at Denver. Let's look at Colorado in specific. Who has the largest homeless population per capita? I don't know about you, but Denver is not even a very hospitable place for homeless people. And the reason why it attracts so many homeless people is because it attracts dead-end losers. Dead-end losers who don't give a crap about themselves for you or for anything else, but they do care about their pot. Where do you think all those people are going to get relocated to? How many more homeless people do you think that you're going to see on the streets of Albuquerque? How many more people, based upon the enabled conditioning societally about, hey, it's okay, that's okay, it's legal, that's okay, the government doesn't have a problem with it. And the same guy who's wearing the Raiders cap, picking up the marijuana at 12.01 a.m., who's getting the check from the government every single month with him and his family and working the system. The reason why they are so celebrated is because that is the heart of the Democrat vote of the state of New Mexico that keeps these corrupt politicians in power, folks. Is that a Republican that's out there? Is that an independent that's out there? Somebody who isn't dependent upon the state government? Is that somebody who is an entrepreneurial? An entrepreneur isn't there at 12.01 a.m. picking up his stuff, or I doubt many of which were there waiting in line to go ahead and purchase their first legalized marijuana folks it is going to bankrupt the state and in a way that you can't even see coming yet how about just driving on a road how about being stoned out of your mind and knowing that you're now sharing a road with people who are inebriated and that there's no test for it doubt have you found a test uh that is a quick and dirty way to test uh thc levels for being, i think they're still working all that out eddie i think you're right can someone sue <clears throat> i've continually brought this up the first death that's brought up was someone who has thc in their system and you sue someone who is welfare dependent who doesn't have any money and you don't have anybody else to sue who does the attorney sue at that point? That person would be the state of New Mexico. The deep pockets, yeah. You sue the state of New Mexico for what they've done to you and your family for enabling legalized marijuana and allowing this person without a test to be out on the streets. I cannot wait for that day to happen. I wish I was the attorney who could go ahead and sue, uh, serve that up, but I won't be. And I doubt there'll be many attorneys who actually decide to take up the case up against the state of New Mexico because there's a hell of a lot more money enabling these criminals who want to go ahead and say, okay, hey, my guy did nothing bad. He's on marijuana, and it's a hell of a lot better than alcohol. That's the argument that you're going to, by and large, largely see uh, for any of the, the criminality that's out there 
uh, in, in Albuquerque, as far as I'm concerned. So is Albuquerque ready? Absolutely not. Will we get ourselves to a point where we will be ready? Never, because we won't be economically prosperous enough. If Las Vegas can't handle it, if Denver can't handle it with all the prosperity that they have, you think Albuquerque is going to be able to go ahead and handle it? There's no way. That's the way it is. So I advocate for this straight edge living, folks. Be as cool as you want to. Go listen to the EDM music. Go out to the clubs. Do all the things that you want to do. But how about just getting away from drugs, alcohol, and everything else in general? Being like Cascade and saying, you know what? I can live my life. I can be cool. I don't need to be a part of this stuff. I like what I like, and I'm not going to like the substances that I ingest, whether it's alcohol, drugs, whatever it happens to be, manage my life. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. Uh, yeah, we covered earlier the TikTok exposed and why kids seem to be hooked on social media feeds. Uh, we'll post that on notes, uh, vigilant citizen having a, a lot of that. Uh, some other things I wanted to touch upon here this afternoon, uh, here in the Kiva hospitality workers in the, uh, City of Al in the city of Las Vegas in the state of, of Nevada, boy, Dowd, they got it as good as can be. Um, they don't have to work very hard. They're guaranteed their numbers. They're guaranteed both their hours and their wages uh, as well, Dowd. Um, you see what happens when you have too much unions and uh, too much, uh, if you will, liberal enabling going on in the state of Nevada. You and I both lived here. Um, the hospitality industry is fraught with people who are taking advantage of one another. Yeah, and uh, again, the culinary union is the is the big dog. I think that Eddie in Southern Nevada alone, they have over sixty thousand members. I mean, that is a huge political force. They're very, very militant. They're very, very involved. Of course, people like Harry Reid uh, have climbed the ladder of, of political power in Nevada, backed by those uh, those kinds of entities. And uh, you know, it's sad, Eddie, because as I said, it's 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 there's that juxtaposition, that wonderful Western go out and do it yourself and take crazy chances and allow people to be perfectly free and then you've got this blue force coming through with nevada which is progressivism and and unionism and uh my my adopted second state uh i fear for its future as much fun as it is to go to las vegas for a couple days um i don't know that i'm really, really living there the way it's going anyway so two of the places that i got a chance to visit and i'm hoping to put this on, on our saturday show is i took a tour of the highest retail per square foot and i happened to sell the real estate directly across the street from it, uh, across the street from the former Harley-Davidson Cafe, and it's now the Aria in the, um, the Waldorf Astoria, as well as the Cosmopolitan, and across there is a bridge, and I sold two and a half acres for approximately $12 million back in the day, yeah, back in 2008, pretty amazing transaction. <clears throat> but the short of it is this was assemblage that was being created, and I had, for the very first time, had an opportunity to go to the retail that was there, endowed on a per square foot basis i've never seen a, ba a better assemblage of retailers uh, all put together harry winston okay. hermay i mean literally uh, the premier shops cristiano ricci like literally uh, stefano ricci excuse me cristiano ricci um Every high-end, Cartier, Rolex, every single one on a per-square-foot basis I was looking up because they look at this stuff uh, uh, accompanied by the uh, by the, was the International Council of Shopping Centers, ICSC, tracks the highest price paid per square foot. And I saw something happen. I spent some time on Saturday both at Coronado as well as um, Uptown Shopping Center. 
I went to Cottonwood, I believe, the week before, where I picked up uh, some some uh, some Jordans there. Um, you know, you have, to, you have to put those on. Does anybody even talk about layaway anymore? You know how expensive those Jordans are. You got to put that kind of crap on layaway. I, I didn't, but you know, it, it feels that way. <clears throat> None of these shopping centers in Uptown. You just put in a Fabletics in in Coronado. There's not one single vacancy that's in there. Or or Cottonwood has a vacancy right now. Wow. And I'm over here in Las Vegas, and I'm looking at these retail centers that are here in Vegas, and that's the highest price paid per square foot anywhere in the country. Guess what I don't see? A vacancy. You know what? Let me tell you what that tells me. It tells me that nobody wants to shop online anymore, that we're social creatures, that we want to get out and we want to do things and we want to go into stores and try things on, and we want to go ahead and make sure we have tangible goods from the retailers, quote unquote, that we trust. Okay. People are burnt out on Amazon. People are burnt out on the online shopping. People are getting commoditized. I literally asked one of the guys that was sitting next to me at the pool. And I said, I said, when you get something bad from Amazon, do you have a tendency to uh, get the refund or do you just keep it and just order another one until you get something that you like? He told me exactly the answer I thought he was going to say. He said, yeah, I just, I just, I don't shit send it back. I just get the new one. Right. And I just keep going because everybody has a tendency because we're so damn lazy. We've reached this level that we're so incredibly lazy. So I actually see a future for retail. I see higher occupancies for industrial with the shipping. And I see higher occupancies for office as well as people finally get to a point where they're going to be so tired of staying home. We're, we're social animals. We're social creatures. We want to get out. We want to do things. Eric, don't you hate being at home? Don't you hate being at home to a certain degree? People want to get out. And that's one of the things that I've been doing out on the road. I have been everywhere. I've been to Tombstone, Prescott, Scottsdale, El Paso, Las Vegas, Nevada, all over northern and southern New Mexico as we traveled for the Trump campaign and stuff that's that's going on there. Dowd, I've been everywhere, and we're going to continue to go everywhere. And if you want me to go somewhere, all we ask is that you go ahead and text me directly, 550-5500, and give us an opportunity. We'll be happy to go ahead and broadcast, talk a little bit about the trends that are going on. The best thing we can do is add a social and story context uh, to your background in terms of what you're doing and get everybody a better understanding. I'm here at the Grammys, folks. This is the heart of evil. Grammy world, music world, Hollywood world, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's important. I don't even know the best picture. Something called Coda. Have you seen this uh, film? No idea. No idea. I think we as conservatives are getting lazy. We got to do a better job of getting involved in pop culture, not so we can consume it and love it and reward it, but so that we can discern it because ultimately we know that our children and our children's children are going to be shaped by a lot of what pop culture that's out there. And you can't battle what you don't know. 550, 50, 500. If you want to go and text in Dowd, your top five as brought to you by rock of talk. Chat. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to go to the uh, subscribers. You guys pick this, not me. I throw it out there, and you click on the and give me the analytics to see what you're interested in. Uh, number one, Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office uh, gets their suspect ID'd. Uh, he had a shootout with sheriff deputies. Turns out the perp had an extensive criminal history that includes drug trafficking and battery on an officer. Who, who could have 
who could have seen that? Uh, number two, uh, we got a lot of folks up in Rio Rancho. The Rio Rancho city government has declared water restrictions. And I thought people would be interested in that. Hey, number three, an interesting poll. Majority of Americans, including 55% of Democrats, say that they don't want their government school teachers talking about all kinds of sexual matters to kindergartners through third graders. What a radical concept uh, DeSantis and all those crazy Floridians are into. Uh, number four, a <coughs> governor. New Hampshire, Chris Sununo said that Trump is effing crazy. So we have another kind of anti-Trump derangement syndrome guy, Republican from the Northeast. People were interested in that. And then number five, a great essay from the Brits over there in the UK, the catastrophe of zero COVID. It was never going to work. We never should have tried it. That's the top five. You can subscribe at rockandtalk.chat. There we go. Bright and early, 4 p.m. Tuesday edition. I'm going to go watch the uh, men's basketball championships. I don't care who wins. I just hope that it's a good game. Dad, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva Live from the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, no problem here. We're pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy, so don't you worry about that. See you tomorrow.